Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me Justin Shank. Now, I've met him, not in person, but indirectly through some friends of mine like George Bryant, Brian Bogart, and some other people. But Justin, for people that don't know you, tell us a bit about your background, what you do. I mean, I know you're an awesome, badass podcast, but I'm, there's a lot more that we can, you know, unwind. Yeah, Joe. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me, dude. I'm obviously honored to be able to have these types of conversations and, you know, get to do what I, I do. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, I'm a podcaster, right? Like, it's so funny in the world of entrepreneurship. A lot of times people, I do like 10,000 different things, but I always say that I'm a podcaster because the podcast that I started six and a half years ago is really the center of the wheel, right? And everything that I do from there is all all about being impact driven. And, and it spokes off that, that center of that wheel and into what's moving me forward every single day. And so started podcasting six and a half years ago, had no idea what I was doing. Like most people, I mean, yep. it's, it's a different world now, right? Like when I started the podcast, then I would tell people I had a podcast and they go, what's a podcast. Uh, and now I tell them <laughs> yeah. and they roll their eyes and they go, Oh, you have one too. I already listened to 40,000 of them. Right. And so I've really been able to see the growth, but I had no idea what I was doing just released a show. And for a long time, it, didn't do much. You know, the reality of podcasting is 80% of shows do less than a hundred downloads an episode. And that discourages most people. And for the first year when my numbers were like that, it discouraged the crap out of me, right? Like I was like, what am I doing? You know, all these things. And then obviously consistency and effort and really finding my groove and finally aligning it with my purpose and my message. I started to, to grow an audience and it started to double and triple and quadruple in size and, and, and so on. And then Inc. Magazine came knocking and uh, I woke up one day, randomly was on a list of top eight podcasts every entrepreneur should follow. That article got read by 360,000 people mm -hmm. uh, and changed my life. My, my Obviously, my audience blew up and, and I began to build businesses around that, some in the podcast space, some in the self-development space, just because of my own personal journey. People come, you know, ask me to come speak on overcoming limiting beliefs and all those things. And I just feel really blessed now to be able to host my own events and you know be a speaker and make an impact in the world of whoever wants to hear my message at any given time. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that a lot. So let's go back a little bit because you said you start out, you did a podcast and you're like, I'm just going to try this out. What even got you to start thinking of doing a podcast? Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I want to, but they don't know what am I going to talk about? Who am I going to help? That type of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the original idea was, you know, I had listened to a couple podcasts. I wasn't a huge fan of listening to podcasts. I'm more of a visual learner, which is really funny that I'm in podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I listened to a few and I was like, this is cool. Like, I I might even be able to do a better job. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe a sense of like, oh, I could have a conversation, right? I know how to ask the right questions. Um, but the real reason behind it was I had a dream of being entre an entrepreneur. And at that point, I had three failed businesses. And I was like, this could be a really cool opportunity for me to be able to pick the brains of entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. to really dive deep with them and find out what am I doing wrong? And how can I utilize those things into my life in order to actually build a successful business? And what ended up happening was a couple of months before I launched the show, my mom lost a 20 year battle to opioids. And it was in that moment that everything shifted for me. And I realized that I was chasing the entrepreneur life because I wanted to prove people wrong, right? Society told me that if I went and did these things, built this wealth, had the cars, had the house, had the girls, um, then I could be happy. And then I could say I'm successful. And when my mom passed away, it gave me an opportunity to kind of take a step back and go, 
hold on, there's so much more to life because look, my mom didn't die from an, an addiction. My mom died because she didn't love herself. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was after she had passed away, I went on a three month bender where I was blackout drunk six nights a week. Uh, and when I finally kind of woke up from that bender and I was like, I need to sit here and feel this. That was my aha moment of, oh, wait, you don't love yourself either. And so my conversations specifically in the beginning of the show very much became about loving yourself, self-love and overcoming adversities. And how do you find happiness even in your rock bottom moments? Um, and that, you know, I always say, like, I, I still say to this day, look, if you like, if, if you check out the podcast and you like it, come on the journey with me, because that's really all we are, right? We're a constant work in progress. We're constantly looking to grow and better ourselves. Some people just happen to be a couple steps ahead than others. Um, and so, so it became a real purpose-driven thing for myself. And then I started having people reach out from all over the world saying, because of your show, I, I decided not to take my life. I decided to, you know, you know leave my day job and, and go after my, my entrepreneurial dream. I decided to start a podcast. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've been on. It's like episode one. Because people awesome. reach out and they go, I start, I'm starting this podcast because of you and, you know, just cool stuff like that. But, but I think, you know, the reality is I'm, I'm just on a journey and I'm learning every step of the way. And I've made some massive, massive, massive progress. Um, and I still have a lot more to go, but the cool thing is I can, I can uh, at least lead a conversation on how to get to a place of fulfillment and happiness uh, while creating success that you wanted to create before. That, no, and, and that's that's awesome because it's kind of funny. And I think, especially with podcasts, people have a dream or a, and a desire, something they want to do. Like I started mine because of simply I was breaking the six-figure barrier. I was going to Disney. I was taking the wife to white, doing all the fun stuff. And I'm like, what if I could help other dads do this? I love your whole premise. So, you know, you were at rock bottom and now you're helping other people go from rock bottom to, like you said, starting podcasts, building dreams, doing life, doing all that stuff. So, I mean, I commend you for that, my friend. Thank you. No, dude, I appreciate it. And, and, you know, for me, a a lot of, uh, you know, when, when things seem to go a little rough at times, right. Specifically early on in in the progress of my show and my businesses and and stuff like that, I go into what I call seasons of yes. Right. Like people, people ask the famous question of where do you see yourself in five years or 10 years? And the reality is I don't, I don't have that massive vision. I just see myself more abundant than what I am now. Mm -hmm. Now more opportunity. It's not saying I don't have goals, right? Like right now I'm scaling to sell a business and all these other things. But those goals became out of seasons of yes, of going, okay, here's an opportunity. Do I say yes or no, right? And as long as it's in the line with me and what I'm doing, then yes, I'm going to lean into that season of yes and, and find opportunity. And sometimes we, we think that life is so linear, right? Like we think we watch these people that we admire, or we look up to and we go, wow, it must have been, you know, they, they saw where they were going and they took the steps and they ended up there. Like, I certainly did not think I'd be doing what I'm doing now, right? Like I, I thought, you know, cool. It'd be cool if some people listened and maybe I'd speak, but I certainly never thought it would become multiple businesses. And uh, I certainly didn't think I'd have the life I have now where, you know, I'm a, I'm a fiance to an incredible woman, a bonus dad to two great kids. And um, a lot of that was because of the work I was able to do while I was doing these podcasts. And again, it all started from what I would call my rock bottom moment, which I think is the beauty for so many people. But here's really the secret to understanding your rock bottom moment. We decide when our rock bottom moment is. Mm-hmm. What my mom didn't do is she never said, she never declared this is the rock bottom moment, right? And so she hit the next rock bottom moment, hit the next rock bottom moment, hit the next rock bottom moment until it was too late for her. And so what I always say is like, declare your rock bottom moment. You could be, you could be in a place where you might be happy, but at the same time, you want to go somewhere else, go, this yeah. is my rock bottom moment. And all that means is it doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, right? Bad things still happen. Like I was building multiple massive streams of income 
uh, you know, through speaking and live events. And it was about 40% of my income and then COVID, right? Like bad yeah. things are going to happen. Um, but the reality is you're the declaring a rock bottom moment is saying, I'm no longer going to allow these outside circumstances to dictate who I become, the success that I create and the lives that I get to impact. And so uh, that was one of the massive lessons for me in this and, and being able to interview the amazing people that I've interviewed and become friends and partners with a lot of them. Um, it's really about having that mindset of like, yeah, bad things are going to happen, but it doesn't matter. What matters is how I react to what happens. It's all about mindset. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. The rooms that I've been into, like people were talking about before, um, getting around them and just getting into that place of these are just normal people trying to help other people out. And they've just gone farther than I have maybe at this point. And it's crazy. The amount of things you can learn and the people you, the value you get from them. Like I use it. This is like free coaching for me. Honestly, I get to have cool people on. I get to bring them to my audience. And because I have a gift that they get to talk to my audience, they're happy. So you did mention something. And I want to stand a little podcasting for a little bit and then go to what we were talking about with rock bomb. But how yeah. did you get past? Cause some people would think, well, I'm not getting a hundred to 200 downloads right now. How did you get past? Like, like I get like 50 to 60 downloads. I've been doing this for a year. I understand it's a long game, but you know, how do you get through that mental push? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a really, really good question. And um, mine came from a defining moment, right? So I can't guarantee this defining moment for every single person. Um, but when I was in that 50, 60, 70 downloads an episode, probably about a year in, right? Uh, maybe, maybe a little less. We were probably around episode 40 or something. Um, somebody reached out to me from Japan. It was like the first time anybody ever reached out about listening to the show other than somebody like that my favorite was back in the day when I'd start the show and, and like we'd share little video clips out and people would be like, I watch your podcast. And this is before people knew what they were. And of course yeah. they would just see the Facebook video or whatever. Um, but somebody reached out from Japan and they said, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. And I decided in that moment, no matter what, I'm going to show up. Mm -hmm. Now, did that, did I necessarily say I'm going to show up as a podcaster every single week? Well, no. Um, but it was really about like, okay, if I'm living in my purpose and I'm impacting one life, mm -hmm. like that's all that matters, right? Like think about this, right? Like I'm sure if you're not doing it already, you know, getting into public speaking and everything like that, I always say this to people who get into podcasts, they get discouraged when I say 80% of shows do less than hundred downloads. I always go, if you're a public speaker and you had a room full of hundred people every single week that listens to every single word you're saying, are, yeah. are you going to show up? And the answer is yes. Right. Like I had that defining moment, but as I continued to go on, there were other things that happened, right. Understanding that it's the great net, the greatest networking tool of all time. Uh, it's the greatest brand build of all time, right? Like even if you're not getting the downloads, if you're repurposing content in the right way, you can truly grow a brand. I mean, I actually work with entrepreneurs who have millions of followers on social media uh, real followers, not bought ones, like yep, real yep. people that follow them. Uh, and they release a podcast and it does like two or 3000 downloads an episode and they're losing their minds. And they're like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? But it's the understanding that they use it for content creation, or they understand that these are my diehard fans that will listen to me week in and week out 80% of the show, um, all those things. So there's, it's different for everybody, right? Like it depends on what's your motivation. Is it impact? Cool. Then you're impacting 60 people every single week. Mm -hmm. um, is it to build a brand? Awesome. I hope you're repurposing your content the right way. So all of these different types of things, right? And, and for me, what still keeps me going, obviously my show does very well now and I feel blessed every single, every single day to be able to get messages from people and hear from people, um, but also from a personal standpoint, man, I get to, I still get to sit down with idols, yep. you know, Diamond Dallas Page and Ricky Williams and Burt Kreischer and, and Trent Shelton and Ed Milet. Like I, I get to sit down with idols for an hour and shoot the shit 
and get to know them and find out things people haven't found out from them before. And um, so for me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a number of things. I think a podcast until there's a great evolution in the medium, I think podcasting will forever be part of what I do, whether that evolves or changes. Um, but I have truly grown to love it. And what I say to people all the time, you know, when they come to me and they say, Hey, I want to have a podcast. I go, why? Right. And it better be more than money. And it better yeah. be more than, you know, trying to grow a following for me. It's really understanding, like you have to love the process. You have to love sitting down and having these conversations and learning and truly being a student. And if you can do that, then podcasting is for you. It's not for everybody. Look, the greatest thing about podcasting is that everybody have a podcast. The worst thing about podcasts is that everybody, everybody. can have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But the reality is it's not for everybody and it's okay, but it's not, it's about finding your vehicle. You know, six and a half years ago, a $60 microphone happened to be my vehicle. Um, so it really depends on like, you know, being really honest with yourself and, and going, do I love this or do I not love this? And either answer uh, is okay. Yeah. Point you made because a lot of people think that it has to blow up and become the overnight success. And in reality, it's just time over attention. In my sales job, I didn't become a master at sales the first year. I've been in the game for 16 years. It's the same thing. It's learning. It's growing. And even if you have 100 people or less, you're still, like you said, impacting them and you can repurpose yeah. and do all the stuff there. So who was the funnest guest you had? So I know you've done a lot. So who was this guest? I know you love all your guests, but who just pops into your head? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, so real quick to what you were saying before. Um, size doesn't matter, right? Like the we could take that any way you want, <laughs> but size doesn't matter. And the, the reason I say that is because I had a client who was very, very niche like so insanely niche. And he was doing like 30 downloads an episode and he was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year off his podcast. Mm -hmm. Like it's just understanding who are you talking to? And so yes, size doesn't matter. We like, it would be beautiful to have a million people download my, my episodes every single week. It, that doesn't happen. Um, but that's okay. I have a great audience that I get to pour into. So th to answer that question, right, this is the most common question I get, uh, yep. because you know, I, Again, and and I love this question because it does show that I've I've got to sit down with some of the coolest people in the world. Um, there's always a handful of people that immediately pop out. I don't have a favorite guest. I have a least favorite guest. I'm not going to say who, the, who it is. I never released the episode, mm -hmm. um, but but I never say who my favorite one is because it's hard. But I have yeah. moments, right? And I think for me, when I think of the people I've sat down with it's the little moments. I think, you know, there's a guy named Fabio Viviani who was on the show years ago. Uh, the backstory to that is I saw him speak at an event and before it was a huge event, ton of people were there, but I was like, if you don't know who he is, by the way, he's from top chef. So he's a mm -hmm. chef. He now owns a ton of restaurants, makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year, very successful, but I don't watch reality TV. So I was like, who cares about a chef? Why am I coming to this business motivational event? And <laughs> who cares? Right. Yeah. And he spoke. And I, and I remember vividly after he spoke, I turned to my friend and go, I need to be friends with that guy. And so he and I ended up getting him on the show probably about a year after that. Um, and he's to this day, one of my really good friends we were just texting the other day. And so uh, little moments like that, right? Diamond Dallas Page. The, I interviewed Diamond Dallas Page the day after I interviewed Ricky Williams, like two moments from my childhood where I was like, whoa, like, you know, little Justin would be so insanely, you know, jumping out yep. of, out yep. of the chair. Right. And so um, there's moments like that. And, and of course, people like Ed Milet, who I admire in the space and I had for a long time and, you know, got to sit down with him and, and he cried on the show. And now he's somebody that I can text regularly and, and, and chat with. And so um, it's moments. And I think for me, it's, it's always been, people ask me all the time, how do I get on your show? How do I do this? I go, look, just continue to do what you're doing. Um, 
you know, and if, if I love what you're doing at some point, I'm going to reach out and go, Hey, let's, let's have a chat. Let's, let's get you on the show. Um, and so a lot of these people I have on, like, it's just me reaching out and saying, Hey, mm-hmm. I admire what you're doing. Love to, I'd love to chat. So it's hard for me to nail down one, but there are a number of moments, um, that I've been able to go. That was, that was really cool. And, uh, whether that's it because it was a good episode or it was because, holy shit, I got to talk to that person. Um, a number of those moments over the, the last six and a half years. Yeah, no, I, I got you. And that wasn't really a fair question. That's probably when you get a lot, though, because you you know you talk to different people. People will ask me, and I'm like, yeah, there's certain people that I loved having on, and other people are like, eh. And there have been a couple episodes that I just didn't do. That's another little caveat. You can you don't have to release it. I always just like to yeah. throw that out because it's your show. You know? You're know, you not obligated to do that. Um, but you said that you were able to network and start to build businesses outside of the podcast. So the podcast is kind of the core. Was that through just networking with people on the podcast or people starting to see you and then your public speaking, how did those businesses start to develop? Yeah. I mean, both of those. Right. And so uh, I, I think relationships are the most important thing you can have in your life. I think that you need to be very, very strategic about it. As a matter of fact, I've come up with the, the core five people you need to spend your life with. I'm writing a book about it now. Um, I think relationships are invaluable. They cannot be traded for dollars. I don't look at anybody that I come in contact with anybody I get to say hello to. They're not a dollar sign to me. Um, I look at everything as how can I support you? And so opportunities came because I had really good conversations with people. Uh, and then I followed it up with, Hey, if there's anything I can do to support you, please let me know. And then it usually ends up being, let's just stay in touch and see, and see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And so obviously these individuals who've spoken at my event, like, you know, celebrities and, you know, people who's their keynote fees are 50, $60,000 and they're speaking at my event for free. Like, I feel blessed to be able to say that. But it all became came from like, I literally enter every relationship that I have in my life as selfless as possible. Yep. Um, and I look to support and I don't expect anything in return. And those that's kind of where a lot of the opportunities came from. Um, and then of course, obviously, look, the show taking off it, you know, I had somebody reach out to me just the other day and asked to, Hey, can you come down to DC and speak at my event? Cause I like the show. And so, you know, I think opportunities come just by putting yourself out there. Right. And the more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities are going to come, but it really comes from a selfless place from, from my standpoint. And then, you know, opportunities have presented itself. Now, obviously I've built businesses strategically and said, Hey, I want to be able to do this. And, and then, and then you're in sales, man. Like, you know, like it's all part of the process of like lead gen and this and that. And like, I'm in a whole new world now of truly scaling out a business um, and looking at new avenues. And so you have to be also smart, right? Like, but the, uh, actually, you know what? I'm starting a whole, and I'm not going to go into too many details, but I'm starting a whole new way for some lead gen stuff. And mm-hmm. the reason that happened is because I had a guy on my show and I was like, let me know how I can support you. And he's like, same to you. And I was like, look, dude, I'm building, I'm, I'm looking to scale this business. I'm looking at new ways to lead gen um, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, cool. I have a company that we do that. Let, let me just do it for you. Oh, wow. That's cool. So you talk about opportunity that really, I mean, even from the scaling of the business that even came from the podcast, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just about having open and honest conversation and opportunity presents itself. Yeah. When I think you said a certain key point that a lot of people mess up or they forget because they fanboy, as I would call it, they look at these people and like, oh, 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 instead of just treating them like a human, not expecting anything from them and just connecting and just being human. That That is the theme I've heard through this entire conversation so far is be human, don't expect anything else and just try to help and it will come back to you. It kind of reminds me of the book, The Go-Giver. Have you read that with one with Bob Burke? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a great book. You know, and and the funny thing is like people, I remember the one time I got asked to speak at an event and they were like, we want you to talk about networking. 
Like, how do you network with high level people? And it was the hardest talk for me to write because it's just, it it just Mm -hmm. happened naturally for me. Right. And so I really had to reflect. Um, And then when I got really intentional about it, it wasn't, it wasn't working. Right. Like after I, Mm -hmm. after I gave that talk, I remember specifically having some people in my show where I'm like, I want to be friends with these people. Uh, And it just not, it just didn't work out. So I think there's also a small percentage of sure, there's a skill to it. Sure, there's a way to do it the right way. But I think there's also a percentage of is that who you are naturally, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't try and be somebody else. Like when I tell people like, oh, this is what I do in conversation. Like if it's not who you are, if you're not going to follow up, if you're not going to build the relationship, if you're not going to genuinely do it and genuinely not expect anything in return, don't try. Yeah. Um, because number one, that ruins it for nice guys like you and I. Uh, and number two, you know, it's just not who you are. So just be genuine and, and people see people who are genuine and, and the opportunities will arise. Yeah, I agree. Like people have asked me, how did you get this guest on? And I'm like, started talking to them and then it just developed into a relationship. And then they just came on. I don't, it wasn't a intent on doing it. Like, it's kind of funny. I had Matt Vinton, really cool dude. And literally he had some other people I was friends with on his Facebook or Instagram. And I just put, love those people. Hope your day's good. Like that was it. It wasn't even, it was just me just interacting so like to interact with people and it yeah. ended up developing into a relationship and i think that's the key again it's that human connection that human relationship no 100 percent. and obviously once you get some people on you get into that network right you find out the world's really small yeah um you know and, and i have a specific way that i reach out to people that i want on the show and uh you know it doesn't work all the time but it works a lot of the time uh, but a lot of that is like you know, people like Burt Kreischer and Gabby Bernstein and individuals, like they follow me on social media. So if I'm reaching out to you, you see that these people <laughs> are following me. They're like, oh, this guy must be, must be legit. But again, that was a step-by-step process, right? Like mm-hmm. I think episode 12 of my podcast was Steve Weatherford, who's a, you know, Super Bowl champion. He's massive in the, I think in the, the faith-based entrepreneur space now. Um, but he was like episode like 12 and I met him at an event and I was like, dude, we'd love to have you on the show. He's like, okay. You know what I mean? So it's always different and unique. Um, But again, coming from a purpose-driven place, you know, and I know your buddy George talks about this all the time, like it's relationships, right? Like it's building relationships and understanding that opportunity will come from it. Like even if you're not trying to force anything or even if you don't have an idea, um, it's really about building strong relationships. And honestly, look, if I didn't have business that came from these relationships, if they didn't speak at my event, if I didn't whatever, and they were just friends, that's good enough, man. Yeah. Like I don't need anything else. It's just, that's, that's the icing on the cake. Yeah. No, no, I agree a hundred percent. I think that that's awesome. Now you mentioned that you help people from rock bottom and with mindset steps. So let's shift a little bit from the podcasting to more mindset type of stuff. Like my podcast here, a lot of people are first time entrepreneurs or sales professionals trying to break that six figure barrier, which we know only 30% of people actually do. How do you help people shift their mindset? Like if someone said, Hey, I'm trying to shift my mindset. What should I start to do? Where can I start? Yeah, you have to find out why you have that mindset. You have to find out, you know, what is it that's actually holding you back, right? We might think that it's, you know, society or we might think or whatever, right? But it's really our own limiting beliefs. Now, where do limiting beliefs come from? Like, that's the first step. Like, where is this limiting belief coming from in your life? And I've done some research on this and, and pretty deep dives throughout COVID um, to really figure out where, because I've had my own limiting beliefs still do every single day and, um, you know, dive into like, where do they come from? And I found they come from four main places. And the first is childhood, mm-hmm. right? So it could be as something as simple as you're walking through the mall with your mom, you know, back when people would go to malls, you're walking through the mall with your mom and she ran into a buddy from college and they're like, oh my gosh. And they were so excited to see each other. And you hid behind your mom's leg and your mom goes, that's Joe. He's just shy, yeah. right? That simple statement 
that it can be an implanted limiting belief for the remainder of your life. You know, you might not remember that moment, but you do remember the fact that your mom called you shy and you own that identity, right? But that's a lim limiting belief. That's not true. Mm -hmm. um, that's one place, childhood. Second place is society. Society says, you know, you're a woman, you can't do that. Society says you're a minority, you can't be that. Society says you're gay, nope, don't try, right? All of these types of things. And that's tough, right? So all of a sudden you're going to believe like, oh yeah, I, I can't go get that job. I can't go make six figures because of where I came from, right? Like I grew up poor with a, a mom who was an addict and a dad who was in jail. Like all signs pointed to you've got no shot. Like if I believe society, I wouldn't be where I am now. I'd be in jail or an addict somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So society is, is, is one of them. The third one is self. Right. Like, and it could come from going back to say you're in seventh grade and you ask a girl to, the, to dance or whatever. And she goes, no, I'm waiting for Jimmy to dance with me. And you go look in the mirror and you go, oh man, I'm, I'm ugly. Nobody's going to love me. She didn't say that. She just said she, she wanted to dance with Jimmy. Yep. Right. Yep. But it's you telling yourself these things that just aren't true. And then the fourth place is, is the one that uh, it took me a while. I used to think there was only three, but the fourth one is the subconscious. Mm -hmm. um, there are things that happen to, an, to a lot of people, not everybody, but to a lot of people in their life that's so traumatic that they forget about it. Like there's literally moments that, that there's no brain space for them to remember, but it's buried deep inside of you because the end of the day, we're all energy. And so we're carrying mm -hmm. that negative op, that negative moment with us and it's stopping us from, from really kind of breaking through those limiting beliefs. So I would say, look, if you, if you have said your whole life, I want to make six figures, I just, I, I just, I'm just not doing it. I can't figure out why. It's because you have limiting beliefs based around money in some way, shape or form, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so first one is identify where it comes from. Then you have to do the things to get yourself past those limiting beliefs. And the first step is to get uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable. Going back to us being energy, right? We have to shake up that energy that, that we have, right? So if you go, I want to be a public speaker, but I'm too shy to speak, or I have a stutter, I have a whatever, right? You go, okay, well, you have to get uncomfortable by committing to speaking. Could be in front of five people, 10 people, 20 people. It could be lives on social media, and you have to commit to it. Second thing is surrounding yourself with the right people making sure people are there to support you, push you, make sure they're there with for the right intentions, the right reasons. And then the third one is take action. You actually have to do it because nothing works unless you do. And I found that this simple three-step formula has allowed me to overcome every single limiting belief that I've had in my life. Now you have to continuously put it into practice, right? Because those limiting beliefs have find a way to creep right back in. Yep. Um, so you have to continuously put that into practice, but that's a guarantee that every single time you're able to break through those limiting beliefs and really begin to build the process in order to, to build the life that you want, right? Uh, and money is such a big one for so many people uh, because you know money's the root of all the evil, right? That's what they say. And so that just those statements from society or your parents or money doesn't grow on trees or whatever mm -hmm. those statements are, that's a limiting belief on you saying you, you don't deserve that money. Well, sure you do. Go get it, right? Now let's break through those limiting beliefs. And so that's what I would say to people is first identify and then figure out those steps afterwards to really begin to build the processes you want. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. That limiting beliefs blocks pretty much everyone with their thought processes, how they do things, even with me. And it's kind of one of those things that like I've gotten into doing affirmations, morning routines, working out different things to get myself in the right state. And then I agree with you, getting in the right room with people that will stretch you and then doing the thing you need to do. Because a lot of people, I think, have a great fuzzy idea, but they don't ever actually go after it. Yeah. And, and I think getting yourself in rooms that maybe make you uncomfortable is really important, right? Like I, I just went and spent some time in Austin with a number of people who are way more financially successful than I am in life. Right. Like it was like, I was like, I hope you guys are paying for this experience because I don't, I don't know what's going on. It was crazy. Right. Like, yeah. But, but literally I came home and I said to my fiance, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm thinking too small. Mm -hmm. like, I'm thinking too small. Right. Like, 
the understanding that getting in those rooms, whether it's, you know, George's events, one of my events, whatever the case be, getting in the right room with the right people that are willing to just, even if you observe, mm -hmm. right, to shift and understand that people who are doing bigger things move differently. Yeah. They react differently. They interact differently. And nine times out of 10, if you're in the right room, those people are giving more than mm -hmm. anybody else in the room. And so when we understand that, that changes the game for so many people, right? Like that, that literally they, they go, okay, cool. It might feel uncomfortable for me to, to fly somewhere, stay in a house with people or, you know, go to this conference with 2000 people, whatever you're looking at might be uncomfortable, but I promise you it's worth it. So I'm so glad you said get in the room with the right people, because that is such a game changing moment for so many people. Once they figure out that that's such a, a an integral part to success. Yeah. When it's crazy. Cause it's, it's funny what you said. Cause like in the sales world, I'm like really good at when the words do all that stuff. So I'm like the top guy. But when I go to these events, like George's event, I'm working with some people who are millionaires in there. Some people are multimillionaires and they like speak things and they say things to you. You're like, Oh crap. I am thinking too small. Oh crap. Maybe I should adjust this. You know, you don't always want to be the top dog. In fact, you never want to be the top dog. I always want to get around people that are going to make me level up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, always, always be the dumbest person in the room, right? Like that's how I felt this last weekend in, in Austin. I was just like, Oh, I am, I am thinking like, I, I didn't even know about that process. I didn't even know about that software. I didn't even know about this opportunity. Right. And so that is a, a great, great thing to say. I mean, it's, it's fun being the smartest person in the room, but you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because when you're in a room with people that are maybe farther along than you are, a lot of times they'll see things in you that you don't even see yet. And then they'll speak into your life. And like, quit thinking that way or do this. And it's like, holy crap, why didn't I think about that? Because you hadn't gotten to that point yet. If you wouldn't have gotten in the room, you wouldn't have been there. So no, I, yeah. I, I love that. I love that a lot. So you mentioned events, you do events. Tell us a little bit about your events and what, what type of events do you do? Yeah. So uh, it really started 2019. I did my first big event, which is an entrepreneurial event uh, slash self-improvement event. So we, we, we do the rah-rah stuff as well. We'll, we'll all bring in up to 20 plus speakers uh, and they do panels and keynotes throughout the, the time. Um, usually hold that one in Pennsylvania. That's really my labor of love, right? You know, two, 300 people attend from all over the country in Canada um, and just feel really, really blessed to be able to do that. And it's a ton of fun. I, I, I always call it a day and a half long rock concert for entrepreneurs. We've got entertainment, nice. we've got the lights, we've got the sounds. It's a ton of fun. People get to mingle and VIP parties and this and that and the other thing. So uh, that's that's one of the events that I do. And, and um, I don't know when the next one is because it's usually in May and I'm getting married in April. And my fiance said, if we're getting married in April, you're not doing your event in May because you're a mess for three months leading up to it. And I go, I support that. Makes um, sense. So I don't, know when, sense. I don't know when that one's coming. <laughs> I've done, I've done two smaller retreats, which have been a great experience. I co-hosted them with my fiance and we talked about uh, what I call the four pillars, business, relationship, spirituality, and wellness. Uh, and they were great success. One in Philly, one in New Orleans. Uh, and I've done a couple other, I've done virtual events, which I don't ever want to dive into again. Uh, and then I, I'm now hosting what I call Growth Now Immersion in February for high level entrepreneurs that are looking to make a bigger impact and grow their income in the process. So it's all impact driven entrepreneurs, some making, you know, lower six figures, but some who've exited companies for 10, 20, 30 million. Uh, there's one guy coming that they do $30 million a year in their business. And so I'm really being selective with those people. It's smaller. We're staying in a house in Orlando, mm -hmm. being selective and making sure I have the right people in the room, making sure that um, these individuals will pour into each other, you know, thinking about, this whole conversation we're talking about, right? Like both you and I are very giving people, both you and I are heart centered, both you and I are about giving first. And that's what I'm curating in the room. I have a couple of speakers, but it's more about, 
you know, workshopping and uh, truly getting some stuff done, networking and, and doing all that stuff. And we'll have some fun in, in the Orlando area as well during the event. No, I love that. And we're not done, but I like to do it in the middle since we're talking about the events and all. Where can people find you about the events, your podcast, all that type of stuff? Yeah, man. So um, obviously, wherever they're listening to this show, go go find the Growth Now Movement. I said this earlier, uh, but I always say, like, check out an episode. If you like it, click subscribe and come on the journey with me. Instagram's always fun, at Justin T. Shank. I, I share a lot about being a bonus dad on there and uh, obviously some clips from the podcast and all that stuff. Uh, and then um, if they're interested in the event, uh, they can go to growthnowevents.com. They'll see all the information there. Um, we are, so I think we only have one solo room left and then we've got a couple of shared rooms. So we're almost sold out on that anyway, but, uh, again, smaller event, 20, 25 people, uh, and it's going to be a blast. So if they're interested in that, they can check it out there. Yeah. And I, I, I encourage people, like I've been in the event, like going to events probably for the last year and a half and they've probably been the most impactful. Like I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I've been on other people's shows, that type of stuff, but events when you can get that intimate connection, have just normal conversations like we are, you, it just, it levels you up greatly. So I have this really fun question I like to ask. Um, and I sometimes ask it, sometimes don't, but this time I think, I think you'll like it. You can go back in time as far as you want to go, or you can go forward in time as far as you want to go. You can meet whoever you want, stay with them for one year, come back here and bring all the knowledge and wisdom you get. Where would you go and who would you meet? Oh, man. That's such an interesting question. Um where would I go? Who would I spend a year with and come back? Dude, I don't even know if I have an answer for that. Uh, you know what? I do. Abraham Lincoln. So whenever that dude was alive, uh, I think to go and stay with him for a year and learn for a year about leadership, how to lead yourself and how to lead others in such a tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be my answer. Like there are a couple of things probably. I was like, Tesla would be fun and cool. Einstein would be crazy. Um, but, but I think Abraham Lincoln, cause I think the end of the day is like, most people that popped in my head are so unique in, in what they've done, where I think that you could learn so much about self-leadership and leadership to others from somebody like Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and plus what I'd known about him and obviously history always rewrites itself and, yeah. and it looks prettier in books. Um, but from what we know about him, he seemed like a great human being who I'd want to, I'd want to get to know a little bit better. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's always funny to see people's different things. I've had people go and talk about like the, their past self. I've had people go and talk to grandparents. I have people go all the way back to Greece and Rome. And I, I, I like that question. It's just like a pop. It, it, no, it's, it's cool. Fun. Yeah. It's, it's different. I mean, obviously, you know, the way, in the way you position it makes you really think about it versus like, you know, I've had like, if you could go back and have dinner with anybody, who would it be? I mean, that's a simple, it's my mom. Yeah. Right. Like, but, but when you position it the way you do, it's such a, it's a deeper, it's a deeper question. Yeah. I want the impact, not the, yeah, I'd love to go back and have dinner with my grandma, but if I have a year and I'm going to go spend, I want it to be a little bit more impactful. And I love my grandma. Don't take that wrong. Um, <laughs> what other words of wisdom thoughts that we haven't talked about? It can be a mindset podcast leadership. Dude, there's a ton, right? Like I think, I think when I, I look at my journey and I look at the things I've been through and the things I've been able to overcome, the, the relationships I've been able to build, um, I think the main thing is to understand that wherever you are at any given moment is exactly where you're supposed to be and exactly where you were meant to be, right? As a matter of fact, you chose to be there based off of your choices yesterday and the day before. But the beauty of saying that is you get to create the life that you want going forward by making the right choices today, making that small step today. And so I think 
I think the reality is like, if you're not living the life that you want right now, uh, it's really about making a choice today that, that you can create that for yourself tomorrow. When I set goals, I don't put timeframes on them. Uh, and the reason I don't is because I, I could go and say, okay, Hey, I want to make a million dollars a week. Right. And I want to make that by March of 2024. Cool. Say so that's my goal. Mm -hmm. uh, March of 2024 hits and I've doubled my income, but I'm not at a million dollars a week and I'm going to beat myself up. Well, I've doubled my income. Yeah. Like, why am I not focusing on that? Right. And so I think just focusing on today and focusing on the one small step you can take today changes your life dramatically, right? Like you're not, you're not tying your emotions to the fact that you didn't do the exact goal. Uh, and uh, I think that's such a beautiful thing. And uh, also one more thing I'll add, um, make sure you take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. As leaders, and I know you're talking to heart-centered leaders here as people, you know, it's funny as people are trying to struggle to the 100,000, 150, whatever, um, a lot of times they're the most giving people on the planet. Yep. And uh, it's because they're so giving that they don't take care of themselves. And I mm -hmm. promise you, once you start taking care of yourself first, everything else will take care of itself, right? The, you'll, you'll begin to build the wealth. You'll begin to build the relationships. You'll have stronger relationships in your home. You'll have stronger relationship with yourself. So take care of yourself first and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, man, I love that. And I muted because my pug started barking, but that was brilliant. You're good. That was brilliant what you said. And it, it's all building life by design. I think a lot of times people think it has to be the Lambos, the millions, whatever. Maybe for you, it's not that. Maybe for you, it's making two, dollars $300,000 and spending time with your family. Not that either one's wrong. It's just what works for you that you can live fully for what you want. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being on the show, Justin. Um, anything else that you wanted to leave the listeners with? No, man, look, I, I appreciate what you're doing and, and uh, I'm glad we connected. I'm excited to see where, where our friendship goes and I, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, build your life by design, share this episode and know that you are worth it. You're amazing and you can do things. You just have to be intentional. Thank you for listening to the 150K podcast. Remember your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.